0: When it comes to other people and telling them no, that it's not about throwing your spouse under the bus, it's that, hey, this is what we decided.
1: This is exactly why you need to check in on your plan, because it is busy.
0: If you can't do this part, don't even bother with the rest.
1: Are you a six-figure household, but you're struggling to build wealth?
0: Money isn't a problem, yet you don't have a financial strategy.
1: You and your spouse just can't seem to get aligned, and it's holding you back.
0: Welcome to Rad Money, the finance podcast for millennial married couples.
1: We're Rebecca and Dylan.
0: And our goal with this podcast is to help you stop arguing about money so you can start building real wealth.
1: Because the world needs more good, wealthy people. Welcome to the Rad Money Podcast. Today is part two of a two-part series. We're talking about how to keep financial stress from ruining your holiday season. Today, we are going over four more ways to make sure that stress does not creep into your holidays this year.
0: Before we get started, you're definitely going to want to share this episode with your spouse so that you're both on the same page as you head into the holiday season with all of the shopping that's coming up in the next six weeks. You're acting as a united front, and some of the other things that we're going to be talking about in today's episode as well as last week's. So share this episode with your spouse so that you're both on the same page about managing your money this season. But before we jump into this week's tips, if you haven't already listened to last week's episode, definitely go back and listen to the previous episode where we talk about four tips to get you through the holiday season. For those of you who already did tune in, just a quick reminder of what those tips were. Number one was don't financially overcommit. Number two was to discuss your gift policy for the year. Three, don't forget additional holiday spending. And four, set your budget.
1: Yes, if you haven't listened to last week's episode already, make sure to go back and listen to that episode because today we are building right off of tip number four with the first tip today, which is commit to your plan. If last week you created a budget and then you decide to just do whatever you want, what was the purpose of making the budget in the first place? It's a huge waste of time.
0: Yeah, exactly. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your spouse's time by putting all of this together and then just completely abandoning it. It just doesn't make sense. So really what we're saying here is now that you've mapped this out, now that you've used the debt-free holiday cheat sheet, you know how much you're going to spend every month and on what, it's time to like really commit. So what does that really mean? It means sitting down and actually telling each other, hey, I'm committed to this process. I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure that we line up to this plan that we just created. I'm going to respect the time that we both just put into it, the effort that we just both put into it, and respect our goals enough to stick to it.
1: And not only by committing to the plan, does that help you make sure that you don't go into debt this holiday season and make sure that you stick to what you've you've said you're going to do. Yeah,
0: you get better results.
1: Right. But you also then are building trust with your spouse because you're doing what you said you would do. And that builds goodwill in your relationship because if I say that I'm going to do something and I follow through with it, then Rebecca's going to look at me and realize, hey, Dylan's a man of his word. I can trust that if he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. And so that bleeds into other areas of your relationship.
0: And we talk really in depth about building trust in your relationship around money in episode 45, where we really build out this point of like, what does it take to build trust with your spouse? Well, a huge part of it is integrity. And that means doing what you say you will. So by committing to this process, you're saying, I respect the fact that we just put a lot of time and effort into building this and I'm going to show up.
1: Right, right.
0: Whether you're married or not, it's also very powerful if you really just promise yourself that you are going to honor the time and effort that you just put in, respect your own personal goals, hold up your own financial boundaries. Like that is such a really powerful thing to do for yourself to build self-confidence, especially when it comes to how you manage money. It's not just about your spouse. It's about showing up for you.
1: Right. If you want to be better with your finances, the first thing you have to do, you just need to start making positive change. And so if you can say, oh, this holiday season, I would stick to the plan that I created. What that does is it actually then proves to you if I'm capable of doing that with my finances. Well, what else could I do? Yeah. Maybe it's completing that emergency fund. Maybe it's actually investing for the first time because I've actually proved I'm pretty good with money here. Yeah. And and then these wins start to compound over time. So Absolutely. by committing, you're, you're setting yourself up for success in the future. It's not just about the holidays. It's about everything else that you're going to be doing past the holidays too.
0: But really the biggest point and biggest takeaway with this tip is that it, it, it will not work unless you are totally on board yourself and or your spouse if you're married. It's not going to be worth it at all. If you can't do this part, don't even bother with the rest. Right. Don't download the cheat sheet. Don't fill it out. Don't create your budget. Just carry on.
1: Yeah, you might as well save the time, at least. Just save
0: the time. If you're not going to save your money, (laughs) save your time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A Great point.
0: Yeah, so make sure that you're committing to your holiday spending plan.
1: Yes. And that leads nicely into the next tip, which is acting as a united front. Essentially, what we mean by this is setting and keeping those financial boundaries with your friends and family.
0: Yeah, with the people outside of yourself and your spouse. So we've already said we're going to commit to the plan. Well, this is really an important piece of sticking to it, is making sure that you're not falling victim to outside pressures to go beyond the plan and to change the plan. But you're also not presenting your spouse as the reason you can't do things. Right. Yeah, I think
1: that's that's a really important point here. Yeah. So
0: it's really about you two coming to these decisions together. Like we're such big advocates of both of you sitting down, creating budgets together, creating your financial strategy together. Like you both need to be completely on board. And so then that trickles out into how you communicate to the rest of the world about how you make financial decisions together. And then it's a us and a we. It's not a he, she, they. What I mean by that is I wouldn't be saying, Dylan doesn't want us to spend that much this Christmas. Or right. Dylan saying, yeah, Rebecca has really got to work on her shopping, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, or something like that, right? Like, so it's anytime that we're pointing fingers towards our spouse, that's what we don't want to do. It's really corrosive to a marriage. And if you truly have some marital issues around money, like we're not saying to sugarcoat that. We're not trying to brush it under the rug or anything like that. It's just really important to be united in this, make these decisions together and stand firm together in how you actually execute on it around other people. So here's a for instance. So let's say a family member invites you on a little Christmas getaway. You're going to go on a ski trip for a weekend and they just like present that idea to you. Unless that was already calculated into your strategy for the holiday season and you had already built that into your financial plan, then that means that you're going to need to say, oh, we're going to have to talk about it. We're going to have to see if that works for us us and see if that works within our plan, right? So it's always like that default of it being a conversation between the two of you where the two of you make that decision and you're working as a united front. Because regardless of how well thought out this plan is and how committed you are, you're going to come up against these things that are going to push you. They're going to challenge that plan. They're going to challenge how committed you are to it. People are going to come up with these ideas of, you know, let's spend money over here. Let's spend money over there. Like, uh, I see stuff all over the place that they're just, you know, every time I leave my house, I'm spending a ton of money, right? Like, you're going to constantly be challenged here and even pressured and judged for your response of, I need to think about it. I need to see if it works on my plan. I need to talk to my spouse. We need to see if that works for us. All of those sorts of things, like, you're going to get pushback on that and, I think it's important to note that whoever's giving you that sort of pushback, how much do they really matter and it's not their life, so they need to mind their own business, but it's just gonna be challenging to stay strong here and so that's why we're saying like this is a actually a really key component to making sure that you're successful, being able to set to make that your default of hey, I need to consult my plan or we need to consult our plan, you know, depending on your marital status so that you can actually get the results that you're really looking for
1: and this doesn't mean that you can't change your plans. You're allowed to change your plans. You can go back and talk to your spouse and make a decision to change the plan. That's totally fine. I think that's one thing that we find when people, they feel as though once the budget's made for the month, that's exactly how it has to be. But that isn't true. You're allowed to change your budget and you're allowed to change your- In fact,
0: your... you should. It's a living, breathing document. Yeah. Like if, if you don't change your budget, that's when you're going to feel like a failure is because like there's what you forecast and then there's what actually happens.
1: Right. And so the same thing with the holiday plan is that you can adjust it as you go. So you realize I can give up a couple things over here so I can go do the ski trip with my friends and family because yeah. that's important to me. I didn't know that was an opportunity, but I'd like to move some things around so I can fit that in there.
0: You're going to reprioritize and reallocate funds.
1: But the, the one thing that you really are probably going to look at and it's going to be more set and stone and more solid is like how much am I willing to spend this holiday season? Yes. And so you just have to reflect that and say, well, if I do this trip, what does that mean? that I'm giving up instead. What are my trade-offs? Exactly, because there's going to be a trade-off along the way, but you want to make sure that you know what you're doing and that you don't overcommit this holiday season. And that's what we mean by being a united front is just making sure that both of you agree, if you're going to make a change, that you both agree on that change.
0: And that when it comes to other people and telling them no, that it's not about throwing your spouse under the bus. It's that, hey, this is what we decided. This is what's right for us. This is our life. Mind your business.
1: Right. Right.
0: Okay. So that brings us to the next point, which is a tried and true way to make sure that you stick to your budget. And that is to shop with cash.
1: And so there's a lot of benefits to using cash during the holiday season, one of which is just plain and simple that you cannot overspend cash. If you plan to spend $200 on gifts, if you only have $200 in your wallet, you can't overspend that money and you're gonna be really cautious about how you spend it and make sure that you're sticking to your plan.
0: Yeah, it definitely increases the intentionality and how you spend that money when you're using cash versus a credit card or even a debit card. The other thing about shopping with cash during the holidays that's really great is it just makes it so simple to keep your transactions a secret.
1: Right, right.
0: So a couple times every year, Dylan ends up asking me, did I do anything to ruin my Christmas? And what he means by that is, did I go snooping through the credit card statement to try to figure out what he bought me? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you literally cannot do that if you pay cash. A lot of couples will choose the strategy of, well, we'll just use different credit cards. And this can be a big excuse or reason why people choose to have multiple credit cards as opposed to only having joint accounts because they want to keep their transactions secret. I always hear, well, what about with birthdays and Christmas and this sort of stuff? And they want to keep those transactions a-, a secret, which I totally get that. The thing is, you can do the exact same thing with cash. So you can make sure that you're keeping their gift a secret while also sticking to your budget.
1: Right. So cash really solves a couple of problems here. One is to make sure that you can't overspend what you want to spend. But also it allows you to make sure that gift giving is a secret, especially with your spouse if you share a credit card. So they won't be able to look at the credit card transactions and say, what were you doing over at REI? You know, and then start to get ideas of what you might be doing as a holiday gift.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm a super sleuth when it comes to figuring out <laughs> what I got for Christmas. The Dylan has to be pretty careful and like super stealth when it comes to keeping it a secret. The other reason that we really like the concept of shopping with cash is if you have kids, this is a great way to start to get them involved in learning how to manage some money. I remember when I was a kid, I obviously really wanted to buy presents for my siblings, for my mom, for my dad. My parents would give us a set amount and it was up to us to decide how much we could spend on each person as long as we just didn't overspend that hundred bucks that we would get for everybody. And so this is a really great way that you can start to actually help your kids learn how to manage money and really help them feel really grown up in making their purchase, as opposed to just saying, okay, let's go to the counter and I'm gonna pay for it with my credit card. Help them start to learn how to manage money by giving them the autonomy to shop for their Christmas presents on their own.
1: Yeah, it's really great. I mean, it really gives them the opportunity to manage the money properly and get firsthand experience because the best way to learn is by doing. You give them the opportunity to learn to manage the money just by giving them money and saying, all right.
0: You can't overspend it. Exactly. This is all you get. And so make sure that you use it wisely. And if you need help planning it out, great. This is a learning opportunity. And I think it's really fun. I mean, I really look back on doing that as a kid. And I I think it actually helped me learn more about how to manage money than I even realized.
1: Yeah, my family did the same thing. And it was very helpful. I think it went a long way.
0: Yeah. So, the next tip for making sure that you don't let financial stress take over this holiday season is to just create holiday memories on a budget. I know that you've probably heard this tip a gazillion times, but like you just don't have to spend a lot of money to really get to fully enjoy the season.
1: Right. Don't take this tip as being cheap. This tip is a reminder that you can do so much to create memories during the holiday season that don't cost any money. And When you look back at the holidays, gifts are awesome. I remember some Christmas that like there was just there was a lot of presents and that was fun, but I can't tell you what was in those boxes. But I can remember like Christmas traditions of the way that the morning went, the food that was at the table before we opened presents, and then the holiday breakfast and the holiday dinner, the activities around the house leading up to the holidays, those can be even better than the gifts themselves.
0: I mean, they really are. That is the season. The gifts are a moment. Right. You know, the the season is all the little things that we can do along the way, and they don't need to cost any money at all. This time of year is heavy on the nostalgia, right, guys? So having those holiday movie nights where you're watching like your favorite holiday movies from when you were a kid or making those foods that your family has always had every single year, yep, especially yep. as a couple, that's a really fun way to get to know each other. And start to explore each other's traditions and decide what you're going to move forward with with your family, right? All of these nostalgic things really focusing on traditions that they just, you, you know, you do the same thing year after year. That's really what we look forward to during the Christmas season, during Thanksgiving, whatever holidays you celebrate this time of year. It's really more about the traditions and the family time, the memories. That's really what it's about. It's gotten very much taken over by the Hallmark holiday consumer side yeah. of things.
1: All the sales and Black Friday and all the marketing that's involved about buy, buy, buy. But we forget that it's it's way more than the gifts.
0: It's so much more than the gifts. They're yep. Like I said, I think they're really just, they're, they're a moment and we feel a lot of pressure maybe to buy them and whatnot. But we've really started to just examine like, what are the things that we actually do look forward to the most? Because it's really not the gifts. It's all these other traditions that we've started to incorporate that at least I looked forward to the most.
1: I I totally agree. I think that is really the best part about it is just carving out the quality time, actually separating ourselves from the daily grind and all the other distractions and being present for a few days together.
0: Yeah. And that's a really great bonus tip really is to make sure that you're spending quality time with your spouse during the holiday season, if you can, just the two of you. Because the holidays are so hustle and bustle. There's a lot of things going on. There's plays, there's school, winter break, parties, all these different things that are going on. And so it's really easy to just get caught up in that hustle and bustle and to let that be maybe even an excuse not to stay centered and have that quality time, just the two of you. But it's really important to try to carve that out, have your own little small traditions that are just about the two of you and make sure that you're getting a chance to make those memories together.
1: Yes. I mean, it's it's very important just to have the quality time together because like Rebecca's saying, there's so much going on. But when we think about holidays, it's about the people that we care about most. And then we're talking about the person that we've decided to spend our entire life with. So, being sure to carve out that time and have quality time with your spouse is really important.
0: Yeah. So, schedule some great holiday dates, doing things that are super festive, but it's just the two of you, hire a babysitter, shuck the kids off of the grandkids with the grandparents, you know, whatever. Whatever
1: you got to do. Whatever yeah. you got
0: to do. It's really important not to forget to nurture this relationship, especially during a time that can be really stressful. Um, and then that also bleeds into, again, the money management and making sure that now that you've made this plan, you've committed to this plan, that you're also going to execute on it and you're going to check in on it consistently and have those consistent money dates about how it's going because it is a time of year where financial stress is at an all-time high and you want to make sure that you're not hit with that big credit card bomb come January.
1: And because of how busy everything is this time of year, that's why so many people make the excuse that they don't have the time to budget or check in on their plan for the holidays. But this is exactly why you need to check in on your plan because it is busy, because you're spending more money than normal.
0: Yeah, so really you have one of two options here. And that is one to be more intentional than you are the rest of the year because things are moving really fast. You're spending a lot of money and it's just kind of going in all these different directions. And so you turn up the intentionality. And you make sure that you're checking in more than you would before and you, that you're hitting your marks because you know how easy it would be to let things get out of control. You know how easy it would be to just bail on your plan and just see how things go. That would be the easier route would be to do that. But, in, but you can choose to be more intentional, to over communicate, to check in regularly, even though it's busy. Alternatively, you can use that excuse. It's busy and I don't have time, and it's just, it's never worked before, and this is not the right time of year to do it, and we're just so busy, busy, busy. we're so busy. Everybody's busy. Every time of year, people are busy. You make the time, you create the time, you carve out the time to make sure that you are sticking to your plan, that you committed to with your spouse, you know what's going on with your money, you know where you stand, you know what you've spent, how much you still have to spend, all of those sorts of things. And that's the difference between success or failure. That's the difference between sticking to your plan and actually getting a good result and letting like everything else get in the way of you and your desired outcome.
1: Yeah, and when it's busy is the best time to do this because if you can do it while it's busy, then you can do it any other time. There you go, And so stress test. And it's only for a short period of time. We're not saying that you need to overanalyze your spending for a couple hours every week. We're saying to just have your regular money dates and spend 15 minutes making sure that you're sticking to the plan and you know how much more money is left.
0: But if you wanna make this super easy, that's why we literally created the cheat sheet that we've mentioned quite a few times throughout this episode. The Debt-Free Holiday Cheat Sheet, there's a link in the show notes. Just go and get it. It's super easy to grab. Download it and print it out. It's going to help you be so intentional and make sure that you catch every little random thing that you're going to spend money on without being overwhelming, Yep. yep. but it's just going to actually be accurate and help you make sure that you are planning appropriately for all of these extra expenses that are going to come your way. So it's completely free. Literally just plug in your email. Boom. There it is. It's just going to make it so much easier. That's why we named it the Cheat Sheet. Make sure that you get that. So just a quick little recap about what we discussed today. So the four tips that we provided for you today, number one, commit and stick to your holiday spending plan as a couple. Don't just waste your time by doing all this and then not actually execute. Commit to each other. Commit to yourself that you're going to follow through.
1: The next tip was to act as a united front. So this is making sure that you set those financial boundaries and that you don't let your friends and family dictate how the holiday season is going to go. It's about what you and your spouse decided together.
0: Yeah. The next tip was to shop with cash. It's a great way to make sure that your presents stay a surprise and a secret until the big day. It's also a great way to help your kids start to learn about how to manage money and stick to your budget.
1: The fourth tip is to create holiday memories on a budget this year. It's not about being cheap. It's about focusing on the things that are most important, which is spending quality time with friends, family, and creating those special memories.
0: And the last tip is to make sure that you are carving out that time to spend with each other as a couple keep having those money dates, but also make sure that you're creating some memories just for the two of you to make sure that you are investing in that relationship and really making those memories with the person who you care about most. So that's all we have for you this week. And until next time, I'm Rebecca. And I'm
1: Dylan. And And we're we're Rad Coaches.